This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, WrestleFans? Welcome to episode 156 of the Basic is podcast for the non-mathematicians out there. That does mean that this is officially, unofficially, because we did skip that one week way back in the first year. This is our three-year anniversary. If you don't know by now, after three years, I know you listen to all our episodes, I am Rich the Riz, here with my bro, the champ, Basement Chair. I didn't get you anything. And Sorry. you didn't get me anything. What the hell kind of anniversary is this? Well, well, we we did it our way. I got me some beer, and you got you some coffee. This is terrible. <laughs> this is worse than Valentine's Day. You're, I should... No, I shouldn't even talk about Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. <laughs> what happened? Uh, nothing I'll say on the air. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sure our audience is dying to know your personal life. Perhaps get to know you just a little bit better. But I guess not. I guess you just don't like them enough to share your stories. I, I like my life enough to not share my stories here so that my wife won't kill me. She doesn't listen. She could. She will never listen to this podcast. I think she listens to like two. Parts. Two parts. <laughs> two parts of two episodes. Two years ago. Speaking of two episodes, we each have an episode today. I... Book like a mental episode, like a break, well, like a mental break. No, no, no. That that's our post show. No, this was uh. Speak we for have, yourself. I have an episode of Raw, and you have an episode of SmackDown. Oh, that's right, guys. Season two of SmackDown, Basement Jar SmackDown. Yeah, it's, I it's, see that quizzical that quizzical look on your face. Yeah, you keep using the the fucking TV as a mirror. Exactly, weirdo. it's better this way. See, I can still look at you, you can still look at me. So I'm glaring at you, but and you're glaring at the TV. Yeah, which is you. I am the TV. Yeah, now, for all intents and purposes. Okay. I'm pretending you're actually in there. Like, I'm speaking to you through dimensions. So if I piss you off enough, you'll break your TV? No, because oh. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I can't buy another one. Oh. I'm not rich yet. You're rich. That's not, I want to be wealthy. Not financially. Yes. Well, you are quite wealthy. To, to me, you're wealthy. You know, to, to most of the world, you're wealthy. Well, I would like to have that perspective. But before we get to the meat. No, correction. Before we get to the meats. Meats. Uh, plural. I, I'd rather not talk about meats. Can we just can, can we just call it meat? Can we call it meats? I would rather not. I think on weeks where I don't edit, we can call it meats, and on weeks when you edit, wait, what? We still call it meats. Uh, I don't think we should call it meats. I, I think, think we should. It's I think, funnier. I think meats are for a different kind of podcast. You don't know that. Uh, well, okay. Not everybody knows it the same way. Let's call it meats. Okay. I would like to call it meat. I'm going to call it meat. I'm going to ignore you calling it meats. All right. So, book of verse. Hashtag meats. If you agree with Rich Derez. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> I was trying to trick you. You, you interrupted me. All right. So hashtag meat. If you agree with Rich Derez, hashtag meats. If you agree with Basement Jair, 
For the record, the hashtags also work off Facebook. So, again, if you agree with Rich, hashtag meets. If you agree with Jer, hashtag meets. No. Thank you. We've got to leave it up to the Bookerverse. It's, it's a, it's a book, bookerocracy. Bookerocracy. Yeah. Bookerocracy. I feel Not like. Not a booktatorship. I, I feel like we're talking about the rule of King Booker. No, we're talking about how the basement bookers are a democracy, but like a book, 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 bureaucracy, not a bureaucracy. Okay. You understand? Uh, you will say yes. No. Okay. Well, as you all know, before you get to the meat, or the meats, hashtag, gotta have your veggies. So, as some of us know, I don't know if they mention it on any of the shows, but, um, in addition to the frickin' the, the trifecta of deaths we had last week, uh, earlier this week, Ivan Koloff passed away. He was 74, and apparently was the result of a long battle with liver cancer. Let me feed my liver for a moment. In his memory. Now, Naomi's knee injury, they're saying, is pretty similar to Seth Rollins's. Um, and that happened, apparently, when she hit the moonsault on Alexa Bliss to win the title. It is not clear at the moment whether she'll be back in time for WrestleMania. Is Seth Rollins is the correct term? Yeah. That's not Seth Rollins? It could be, but both are correct. Okay. If you were to write it out, you could use either Rollins apostrophe or Rollins apostrophe S. When I see Rollins apostrophe S, I see Rollins is. It could be that also. But the apostrophe S also indicates possession. I don't, I don't understand English. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, so we are a little light on news this week. There are only two more stories. Brazzers revealed that they recently shot a parody of the Montreal screw job called the fuck job. I can't, I don't want to hear about this. You don't? This sounds terrible. It stars Mia Marikova as Shawn Michaels, and Romy Rain as Bret Hart. It's weird to me. Like, what is this? I don't know, but uh, someone that helped set up for it uh, on Twitter said that he was, um, he spent part of the day strapping dildos to turnbuckles. I feel like some dude is like trying to work out some gay shit inside of him. Could be, huh? This is the way to do it. Like, I don't I don't want to see anything about this. <laughs> like, I feel like there's just some lines you shouldn't cross. And I am a little, deviant. You're not even a little curious? I think it's really weird. I, I, like, I don't shy away from stuff like that, but I don't, that's a weird perversion, man. I can't, I don't want it being, it's, I, I can't explain it. I don't want those two worlds to cross each other. You understand? I do. What I mean? Like, this, just, this, no. I do. I understand the reluctance. I mean, I will say, at least it's not two dudes. If you, yeah, but here's the thing. It's like, whoever's doing this is like, well, if I make them girls, it's okay if I work this fantasy out in my head. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, 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 can we, do you have any? Wait, wait, I, I, I know how we can resolve this. Brazzers, if, 
you can get us the guy that who whose idea this was. We'll get him on. We'll interview him. We'll see if we can get to the bottom of this. Get That's to the bullshit. bottom of this. I don't want to talk to anybody. Fine. I will conduct the interview. You can't even remember. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, I agree with everything you say. I listen. I, you say. I will remember this Brazzers thing. Trust me on that. All right. I'm still not interested. I will not let the two worlds meet each other. Speaking of worlds meeting each other, two of my worlds collided this week. Did you see on Twitter? Gee, Rich. I don't know if I did because Twitter is very vast. Is it? Yeah, there's a lot of people on there. Have you heard heard of this thing called Twitter? It's a little bit more popular than MySpace. Slightly. A little bit. So, uh, Sasha Banks posted a picture of her backstage with Korn's Jonathan Davis, and I'm not sure who I was more jealous of. You were probably more jealous of Sasha Banks, to be honest. I, I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know. I although, although, for you. actually, wait, let me put some logic to that. You're probably right, because I think I will have more opportunities in my life to meet Sasha Banks than I will John Davis. Maybe if you believe in yourself hard enough, maybe he listens to the podcast. Or maybe if I believe in Frank hard enough, he can get his cousin, the Corn's law- lawyer, to introduce us. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you gave up on that a long uh, time ago. Yeah, it's a joke. Oh. Ha <laughs> ha! Yep, a joke that no one understands. Except the two people in here. And Garooch. Yeah, so three people. Great. I like it anyway. Good. Well, that's it for the veggies. Great. I hope can they we... taste so good. That was fifth. That's Especially that browser's one. I can't even put a timestamp on this. Because <laughs> I don't know what's being cut. I was going to say, that that was 15 minutes of nothing. Because, like, we're fucked now. <laughs> Our episodes are 15 minutes each, probably. <laughs> I don't even know how long yours is. That's what she said. Hi-yo! H- how long is your thing? Pretty long. Your Pretty episode. Long. Oh, that? Uh, Close to two pages. I'd say a page and a half. A page and a half? Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds long. What do you got? Six pages? I don't know. I have to be honest. I think so. I don't know. How do you print preview, right? No, don't print preview. Just fucking look in your word. How many pages uh, tell word? me. Scroll. Hold on. It didn't break it into pages. It's one long page. Is that Word? Microsoft Word? No, it's rich WordPad. WordPad, rich text. Why, why the fuck do you use WordPad? Because I don't have Microsoft Word. It looks like four or five pages. Yeah, so... So, Raw is always first. Yeah, because it's Raw. Mm-hmm. It, SmackDown gets cooked. I see what you did there. SmackDown gets cooked. Yeah. Like well. Welcome, everybody, to Monday Night Ruses Raw. What's that voice you're doing? I don't know. It's like Michael Cole. Is it? I don't know. I kind of was just doing the voice. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was making sure. The show opens with a recap of Raw's first free-per-listen, Rollins vs. Joe. So we see the club beating the Ascension to retain the tag titles after capitalizing on, on a potentially injured neck of Victor. Bob Backlund snapping on Darren Young for losing to Ryback again. Asuka losing the women's title to Bailey in a gauntlet match. Rusev beating Austin Aries with a low blow to retain his U.S. title. 
Kevin Owens beating Brock Lesnar in their street fight with the Papa Powerbomb through a table. And Samoa Joe beating Seth Rollins with the Kakina Clutch to retain his global championship. After the replay of the free prolison, the announcers tell us that Paul Heyman will have an update on the condition of Brock Lesnar later in the show. Austin Aries and his girlfriend Thea Trinidad come out to the ring, and Aries complains that Rusev, once again, retained his US title with a low blow, saying that's the only way he could have beaten him. Aries says he has Rusev's number, and in a fair fight, or at least a fight where they know they're on the same level, he'll beat Rusev for the US title. Rusev and Lana come out to the stage, and Rusev says that's what all losers say. He says there's no such thing as a fair fight, and it's only cheating if you get caught. Aries says that if Rusev doesn't want to play by the rules, he can get around them too, and he challenges him to a Falls Count Anywhere match. Rusev just laughs, and he and Lana walk off, with Aries looking upset at the blatant disrespect. Footage is shown of Victor being taken to the trainer's room following the Ascension's loss to the club at the Free Prolison. The docs check him out, and declaring that he doesn't have a concussion, and should be good to go after some rest. Back to now, backstage, Connor asks Victor how he's feeling, who says he's tired of resting. He's ready to get back in the tag title picture, and they head out to the ring for their opening match against uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Just as a reminder, Tommaso Ciampa was pinned in their triple threat tag team title match. The Ascension come out first to moderate heat, and Gargano and Ciampa get a big pop. Victor wants to prove himself, so he starts the match against Gargano. Johnny outquicks him to start, but Victor catches him and uses some surprisingly efficient chain wrestling to ground the faster Gargano. At this point, Michael Cole reminds us that Victor was trained in the Hart Family Dungeon. He hits a suplex and tags Connor in, who simply outpowers Gargano. Champa breaks up a couple of pinfalls, but when Connor has the ref distracted, Victor crosses the ring and takes him out with a big boot. Based on Jerry's favorite move. Fuck that. They then hit the fall of man for the win. While they're celebrating, Paul Ellering comes out to the stage, sarcastically applauding them. The announcers wonder why he's here, since we haven't seen him since he was inducted into the Hall of Fame with the Road Warriors. Because we don't have NXT in the Bookiverse. Wait, we have Authors of Pain on rosters? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. Son of a bitch. So Ellering tells them he has some important footage he wants them to see. The footage shows the Ascension getting ready for their triple threat tournament match when two behemoths attack them from behind, knocking them out. Ellering says they call themselves the Authors of Pain, and they're here to prove that they're the most dominant tag team in the world. The Authors of Pain then come out from under the ring and attack the Ascension from behind and leave them laying there. Should we do that now? Sure. Do what? What do you mean? You added actual guys to your roster. Yeah. That's not fair. Why not? You fucking had a kid kayak. I made him up. I made up these guys. No, you didn't. You fucking stole them. <laughs> I didn't steal them from you. You just opened the floodgates. <laughs> who are you, you going to get? Bobby Rue? Sanity? You're going to go for Sanity, aren't you? I, I was hoping we would just add them after WrestleMania and do like a... Uh, like the next time they do... Trades, we do trades. Oh, we will. Yeah. This is, you know, just adding to the roster. Then I could add to the roster, too. Never said you couldn't. I thought we had to use what we had. I used Thea Trinidad. I didn't think of any of that. All right. If I knew that, I would have added more stuff, but that's okay. My shit's too crowded as is. That reminds me. Uh, You have JBL, right? 
I think so. Okay. I have Renee. Yeah, because JBL is SmackDown. May I borrow him next week? Or for my next episode? I have something specific I want to do. He won't get hurt. I didn't know. See, this is funny. I just want him to interview someone. All right. Don't you have Tom Phillips? Yeah, I do. You don't like him. No, no one does. Maybe we could do a trade. I'll promote, that. I'll promote SmackDown. No, don't, you don't need to promote SmackDown. It's just that I needed, I thought one of your talents was on my roster and it was a key part of the storyline. <laughs> like, I wrote the first segment. I'm like, oh shit, this is good. So I'm, and I'm like, I know what I'm going to do at the end. So I go, and I, and I get there and I'm like, let me, Hold on a second. So I go, I look at my roster. I'm like, I'm not fucking there. I don't have that. <laughs> All right. I'm very curious who that is. You guys you, tell me after your episode. You'll, you'll guess it. All right. So you okay. can, you can borrow JBL. I may forget, but whatever. Doesn't I mean, matter. it's an idea I have now. <laughs> Although I'll be honest, in two or three weeks, you might get a text, a text from me saying, bro, can I borrow JBL? I want him. Okay. Not fine. So Thea Trinidad versus Peyton Royce is up next. And the announcers are excited for Thea's first singles match. As soon as they lock up, though, Asuka comes out to the ring and demolishes both of them. She grabs a mic, saying it took the entire locker room to beat her and take her title, and she demands a rematch versus Bailey so she can regain her Women's World Championship. Bailey comes out to the stage, saying that Asuka was a great champion and is still undefeated in singles competition, and says she's welcome to, uh, she'd welcome a one-on-one rematch whenever the Riz, who is the GM, obviously, Decides it should happen. Asuka then leaves the ring to walk up the ramp, but it's a cheap shot on Bailey as she passes her. So she's a heel. Oh yeah, Asuka is fucking... She's just fucking pissed at everyone. I hope she's not mad at me. Nah, you're not even a character. Some might say I am a character. Oh, you are a character. You just, you just don't write yourself into the show. That's right. Blake and Murphy are backstage talking about the Authors of Pain. The Revival overhear them and say they could beat them because they're top guys. Murphy says they're top guys and they won't mind an impromptu match versus them tonight. Blake is surprised by this since Blake was the one that got pinned in their triple threat tournament match. But Murphy's confident. The Revival accept their challenge. Kevin Owens comes into my office looking smug. He says now that he's taken out Brock, he wants a title match. I tell him that just because he's done with Brock doesn't mean that Brock's done with him. Owens looks confused and says he heard Brock has bruised ribs... And won't be competing for a few weeks. I say yes, that's true, and he'll face Brock again when Brock's healed up. KO says that's fine, but in the meantime, he deserves a title match. I agree that he deserves an opportunity at the title, and if he can beat his opponent tonight, he'll get that title match. He asks who his opponent is, and I tell him he'll see in the main event. Blake and Murphy come out for their match, followed by the Revival. Revival show off their tag team prowess by making quick tags in and out, focusing on the knee of Blake. After capitalizing on a miscue, Murphy gets the hot tag and takes control of the match. Revival double-team Murphy, and Blake blind tags in, and while Murphy looks confused, the Revival hit the shadow machine for the win. Still not on the same page there, Blake and Murphy. Kevin Owens comes out and says he's ready for his match. Paul Heyman comes out to the stage and does his spiel, he talks about Brock's bruised ribs, telling us basically that Brock will be back in a few weeks and he's coming for Kevin Owens. He says that while Brock is recovering, he's temporarily taken on a new client to keep Kevin Owens on his toes while Brock heals up. The violin hits and Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. The announcers talk about Nakamura's knee still being hurt from his tag match 
with Joe against AJ and Seth Rollins. Nakamura controls the majority of the match with his speed and unorthodox style, seemingly more aggressive this week under Heyman's tutelage. But when he goes for a running kick, Owens kicks his other leg out, showing that Nakamura's knee is still not at 100%. Heyman is shouting at instructions to Nakamura, telling him to stick to the plan, stick to the plan. Owens attacks the knee, wrapping it around rope and pulling on it like a modified half-crab. He then punches the knee some more before locking in an actual half-crab, and Nakamura holds on for a while, trying to get to the rope before finally fading, and Owens wins by forcing Nakamura to pass out, earning himself a title match. Yeah, that was the main event. Why would Shinsuke team up with Paul Heyman? Heyman's a face. Brock's a face. Shinsuke's a face. Shinsuke just... I don't know. The Shinsuke that they have on NXT doesn't strike me as a joiner. What's NXT? You know what I mean. I know, but that's not... In life, like, oh, it's weird. I gotta take myself out of my own element here. Alright, I'll show you have an explanation for this. Maybe I will. Alright. You just gotta stay tuned. No. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> that's what Raw does, and they don't give you anything. You, I'm sorry. SmackDown did that this week. Are I'm, we talking about that now? I'm talking about WWE in general. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what show. They fuck up with that shit. So you better follow that shit up, because I want to know what's up with that. I want to know I want to know why that's happening. What does he have on him? Maybe Heyman's just building a stable. Maybe Heyman... No, don't say anything else. Okay. You you said I'm just I'm actually just coming up with this on on the fly right now. Hold well, on, it's the whole Heyman building a stable thing. I just thought of it, like a horse stable. That's not what that is now. Okay. <laughs> um, Dangerous Alliance. You really love Kevin Owens. Yeah, like you just you love him so much. That's good. That's He's cute. such a good character to dislike. Both the real Kevin Owens and my Kevin Owens. Which one do you like more? Probably the real Kevin Owens. You know you can give your Kevin Owens a six-pack. Why would I? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he could drink the six-pack as he's eating the birthday cake, but... That doesn't go together. Beer, yeah, beer and sweets don't usually go together too well. So why do you keep jobbing out Blake and Murphy? Working on something. Are you? Because you, you know, can beat your guys so many times before... <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? They're trying... But, like, okay, I, I see what you're doing, but, like, it's not even, like, it's like every week they get beat, but it's not like there's a time where they, like, get close to getting the upper hand. Like, I think you're a little too mean to them. Like, you don't, you don't give a little bit more string. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he goes, oh, no, no, Well, if you must know, we're about to learn something. One of them gay. Ah, spoiler alert. Nope, I'm not even asking <laughs> anymore. He didn't. He didn't just wink at me, guys. I would never wink at you, bro. All right. Last thing, and this is just nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Austin Aries. He just looks sad as Rusev leaves. Angry. I didn't say sad. So he's so because I just visualize him go like this. <laughs> shaking his fist at him. Alright, that's cool. As long as it goes somewhere. So you set up 
United States title. You set up uh, a number one's contender for the women's championship, right? Did I? I don't think I did. Well, there's some. Uh, you obviously got well, to Oscar versus Bailey. Oscar gets a rematch, absolutely. All right, so I actually wrote Shinsuke. Really? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. I like the free prolism better, and you need more Samoa Joe. Um, I know I didn't have Joe or AJ on this. In this yeah, week. that's what I was gonna say. Your stars weren't there. I mean, I count Rusev. I know. Yeah. I mean, I I felt like segment wise, there was the right amount of segments. Authors was good too, even though you cheated. But that's okay. It's a nice surprise, though, right? It is a nice surprise. I didn't Dude, know you we can, could do that now. I can do that. You can you can have a fucking character magically appear out of a fucking canoe, but or a kayak. Don't you fucking confuse the two. <laughs> is it canoes or kayaks for bitches? All right, fuck canoes. If you like canoes, fuck you too. How about that? <laughs> Send that out. Fucking. It's kayak or go home, motherfuckers. There's a difference. We need that as a fucking bumper sticker. What? Kayak or go home, motherfuckers. <laughs> Put it right on the back of your fucking chair right there. Yeah. I think we can get stickers made online or something. Like that. Um, Same place we should get our business cards made. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I just, I really didn't. <laughs> There's a big difference between Kid Kayak and the Authors of Pain. Is there? That Yeah. That's a good get. Like, I made this guy up. He's not going around destroying people. As you'll see. Alright, well. Ta- I'm going to take notes. Dibs on Ember Moon, then. You can't. I'm taking that. Before you get a chance. <laughs> That's fine, because I don't know nearly enough about her. Dibs on Bobby Roode, too. Oh! oh come two on! Two two, baby! No, it's one for one. All right. Author's opinion are right. one. I, I fucked up. Okay, how about this? How about... We can't fuck with that until the trades come. We'll add them to a pool. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll do a separate yeah. drawing for NXT next time. Next time. All right, then. Oh, you know what we could do? Like, a mid-year thing. We'll add... If there's new NXT guys, we'll put them in and we can add them to the thing. Fresh up the roster. But we, we don't get to make enough of these. Like, we barely use who we have. That's the problem. I know. I need, I just needed something. And I was looking. That's I need, good. I needed someone to, to fucking, for the Ascension to feud with so I can build them up. Honestly, I'm thinking that this is, that, Probably the only reason why I took the office of pain, and I'm thinking maybe just you could have them eventually in a little while. How? But here, here's what I was looking at the roster, which I don't have fucking pulled I up here. I had a great idea. And I saw, I, I was looking at my tag teams, and I'm like, Breezango, the Usos. My Usos suck more than the ones on TV. I have a good idea. Okay. What about free agency? Oh, yeah. I figured. Like, we could pull. We could, if for whatever thing we want to do, we could pull a guy mm-hmm. to use. Yeah, that's what I figure. And that also adds a little intrigue, because like, what if a free agent, hypothetically, I'm not even saying, I'm not suggesting this. What if a free agent wins a title off a guy on your show? Like Santino? His debut? Yeah, but like, a free agent just wins a title. But he's a free agent. He can appear on either show. 
and that turns that can turn a title into a floater title, right? And it's like a fucking a race, like between two GMs, because they want to have their best guy try to get that belt. So like whoever the guy is, like it has to be someone that we mutually want to push, and then we can make it where like being that guy is like. It feels like an important championship match. Cause like, we're even in titles. But, if that would've happened, it's like a race to see who can have the more dominant show. They gotta beat that free agent. I do like the idea. It's weird, right? As, uh, just a thought, a thought just occurred to me. When we do, uh, the next time we do trades, cruiserweight title? I was thinking not, Fucking with that European or cruiserweight title thing. You mean UK? I yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Man, I could do stuff with the UK guys. All right, listen. I could do this more is about the, to go to a dark place. No, I could do more with the UK guys than uh, than I could do with the cruiserweights. Even though there are more cruiserweights, I like the UK guys. I really like their style. Cruiserweights are so boring, but I don't think that matters for what we do. No one's watching them wrestle; they're listening to us. I I feel like. Our listeners that at least watch uh, wrestling, I feel like they will picture it along with it. When when you read your episode, I'm picturing it, especially fucking Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, he's a superstar. All right, listen. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. You want Angelo Dawkins and what's the dog's name? I forgot. Oh, canine. Uh, K9. K9. dog. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo Dawkins and canine are like Blake and Murphy on my show. This is why I'm upset that they're just, they're lost right now. Things could go really bad for them. Alright, I'm gonna read my show now. Okay, I'm gonna take notes if I need. Yeah, you're gonna take notes, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're not gonna remember shit. That's right. And it'll be like that time you tried to correct me on something, and then <laughs> I'm like, I read it straight from the paper to you. Like, oh, I must have misheard it. Alright. I was gonna first write it out by hand, and it was a bad idea cause my hand started to hurt. After, like, <laughs> the first paragraph. Alright, so, for the record, Jer Smackdowns, after the free per listen, I reset seasons. I do seasons. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. So this is Jer Smackdown, episode one, season two, aka I forgot my episode numbers. So, we're live from Las Vegas, and uh, I'm going to give you guys a recap on what happened when last we encountered my SmackDown show, which was the first ever free per listen. By the way, by the way, if you're just jumping on, Bray Wyatt was first champion on my show. Okay. This first is true. On my effing show. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. And my free per listen was called Follow the Buzzards. That was also planned. Uh, the first match, uh, Ambrose defeated Orton. That was a quick match. That was the shovel gut finish. If you guys don't remember, uh, Dean Ambrose hit Randy Orton in the stomach with a shovel and like pinned him quick. Finn Balor defeated The Miz and he retained his Intercontinental Championship. Uh, the Whites defeated American Alpha Males to retain their titles. My, my Whites are Rowan and Strowman as tag team. Paige defeated Becky Lynch by disqualification. Because Liv Morgan came back, who returned from a coma. And right. 
And also, uh, Charlotte got involved somehow. And the main event, uh, not the main event, the second to last match saw Kid Kayak defeat Roman Reigns, but they both joined forces to beat Kane and Triple H down. And Bray Wyatt beat Dolph Ziggler in a match no one cared about. <laughs> Alright. So for my first segment, I've got The Miz in the ring, and he's got his hot wife, Maurice, there. Mm-hmm. And they're both flanked by Mark Henry and Sheamus. You can put whichever one on whatever side you want. Uh, Maurice requests that the audience show some respect for her husband, because if it wasn't for him, WWE would have been out of business a long time ago. And he's providing jobs for people and is a great man. The crowd boos relentlessly. <laughs> Miz motions for his wife to hand him the microphone before she responds to them. The Miz lets his mic point down, allowing the crowd to tire themselves out before speaking again. His voice is measured and methodical. Finn Balor. You beat me last night. I'm not going to deny that, and I won't make any excuses. That being said, your victory last night was a fluke. If you had any guts, you'd give me a rematch. Uh, Finn Balor's music hits, and he heads to the ring. Cautiously, of course. He's no fool. And those are some giant men. The Miz leans into his crew and appears to be saying something to them. Mark Henry and Sheamus head towards Finn Balor. Finn Balor is in a defensive stance because he thinks it's about to go down right now. John Cena's music hits and he bolts towards the ring and slides in to stand by his friend. Uh, Sheamus and Mark Henry just look at each other and shrug. <laughs> they exit the ring and head backstage. What's your problem, Cena? You don't think Finn can take care of himself, do you? I mean, if anyone so much as breathes in his direction, here you are. That's where you're wrong, Miz. Finn doesn't need anyone's protection. I will, however... I said however... Mm-hmm. Take any opportunity to hit my hands with your face. Could be. Or maybe you don't want to lose your spotlight, so you gotta steal Finn's thunder. Finn Balor interrupts the Cena before he responds. That's how I wrote it. Mm-hmm. John, I respect you. I know you have my back. I can't even do an accent right now. And I know you're not here to steal my spotlight. Miz, your mouth is writing checks that your ass can't cash. You want a match with me? Tonight, you got a match, and it's your last chance. I'm tired of your crop. If you lose, no more rematches. You and your goons, you stay out of my way. Alright, let's sweeten the pot here. Unless you think you can, you can't beat me. How about if I win, you don't get a rematch as long as I'm champion? Don't do it, Finn. It's a trick. He's up to something, Cena says. I guess your buddy here doesn't think you got what it takes. Cena, how about you come to ringside as an enforcer, and you have my word, I'll be coming alone. No backup. Finn says, before Cena even gets to say anything, I don't need Cena out here, Miz, and I'm going to beat you. Then you and I are done. Win or lose, it's over. Break. Commercial break. Break. Alright. Segment two. Oh, uh, breaking news. We return to the, from the break and find out that Miz vs. Balor, IC Final Battle, is tonight. That is a FPL level main event for sure. Segment 2. Cesaro vs. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin hits the deep six on Cesaro after a thumb to the eye. 
and he makes the cover. He grabs a microphone and he heads over to stand on the announce table. I didn't come here to make friends. I didn't come here to play fair. I came here to win championships. I won't be denied. Mic drop. Segment three. So I got Liv Morgan defeating Alexa Bliss with the kick she does and a handful of tights. Giggity. Paige jumps the barricade to attack Liv because she got involved in her match as she believes she cost her the championship. They brawl until the refs separate them. Paige snatched Liv's hat off of her head and she tore it in half because she's fierce. The officials get them separated as we head for the break. So segment four. Am I going too fast? Nope. All right. Dean Ambrose has the night off because he requested some gambling time. He's at the casino and just won a hand of blackjack. He's got to take a leak. Tonight is my lucky night and I'm winning big time. There's a janitor's cart blocking the bathroom entrance. Dean looks over and sees that the other bathroom has a line. Dean decides he's just going to move it and pee there seeing as there's no line. Even if I can't flush it, it's better than the floor. <laughs> All of a sudden, RKO out of nowhere! Ah. That janitor just RKO'd Ambrose. The janitor raises his cap, and it's the Viper Randy Orton. Randy picks Dean up and throws him in the janitor bin, and casually pushes it towards the exit. Segment 5. Yeah, right? <laughs> so Renee Young says that she has an exclusive interview with the Kid Kayak community. Or the KKC. Jeez. <laughs> Dawkins. Oh, uh, I think we're going to have to be rethinking the branding here, Kid Kayak. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking you're right, man. You're very right. Roman Reigns, this is Renee now. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, the book of verse has been buzzing about you joining forces with Kid Kayak. Why throw the match? You're going to have to talk to my lawyer. Reigns leaves. Dawkins. You see, Renee, when you are a member of the community, you obtain my counsel slash spiritual guidance, etc. Now, let's say, allegedly, Mr. Ray's through his match. Why would he do that? Could it be he may or may not dislike Triple H and Cade, respectively? Wouldn't it be wise to use any advantage offered to you? What if maybe someone somewhere showed him a better way. You can't beat the cerebral assassin with might. No, that is simply impossible. What if three heads are better than one? That the three keys of victory to shake the very foundations is power, intellect, and spirit of the body together. Well, maybe he just likes to go to White Castle with his new friends. <laughs> Kid Kayak. That's right, Renee. The three of us are friends. We took Roman kayaking. He's like a new man. Did you know Roman likes punching? He really likes it. But now not only can he punch faces, he can punch the air and triumph. We are kindred spirits. And together, we are going to make Smackdown for the people. Guys, I'm getting pretty hungry. Can we get a stack of ten? Also, we have a dog. Segment six. (laughs) Vaude villains defeat Enzo and Cass. 
Gotch pinned Enzo because the other guy took out Cass while the ref wasn't looking. The other guy named Aiden English? Yes. Did you not know his name? Yes. Because fuck them. All right. Segment <laughs> seven. Luke Harper is supposed to wrestle Apollo Crews tonight, but he was assaulted on his way to the ring by a master assailant who got away through the crowd with security in pursuit. Bray Wyatt and the tag team champions are not here tonight as they have gone to bring the titles to be blessed by Sister Abigail. Hmm. And they say that next week, they will change the world of pressure wars. Segment 8. Vince is on the phone in his office, and he's motioning for someone to come in. That was quite the stunt you pulled turning the tables on my son-in-law like that. Well, you see, Mr. McMahon, as an expert gambler, I know a winning hand when I have it. (laughs) Mr. Dawkins... You are a man of many talents. I respect a hard worker like myself. I think I might have an offer that might interest you. A waiter walks into the room with a dinner cart. And it has one of those things on it. You know, the one they lift up and it's like, oh, look, your food's there. It's White Castle. (laughs) Well, I can at least hear you out. But what will you eat? Segment nine. Because he's going to eat all the birds. Obviously. (laughs) Segment 9 is Miz v. Balor. I see final battle. Oh my god. Miz is out first, and he's by himself. For once. Looks like he might be keeping his word. Next up, the champ Finn Balor is ready, and he's gonna finish Miz once and for all. Balor has the upper hand most of the match. Until Sheamus and Mark Henry show up at ringside, the Miz is telling them to leave. That he can do this on his own. John Cena runs down the ringside as well. Cena's facing off against the heels at ringside. While Miz is signaling his guys to leave. So Balor is telling Cena to get out of here. That he's got this. Sheamus and Mark Henry go to attack Cena. And they brawl. The ref leaves the ring to help the other officials break the fight. Miz hits Balor with a low blow. While the ref's back is turned. He's distracted with the fight. So after the low blow, the Miz hits a skull-crushing finale on Finn Balor. The refs are still trying to pull the fight apart. Miz slides out, outside of the ring, announcer side, where the refs aren't looking, and a small hooded figure hands him something small and gold. Brass knucks! Balor is trying to come too, but the Miz slides in and punches Finn right in the face with the knucks and tosses them to the outside. Meanwhile, Seamus and Mark Henry abruptly stopped brawling with Cena. Since the brawl looked to have died down, the official ref of the match ran back into the ring. Miz is pretending to slowly cover Balor for the three count. Ref counts one, two, three. And the Miz is the IC champ. And Balor does not get a rematch as long as Miz is IC champion. Miz goes to ringside and approaches the hooded person. It's his wife. Maurice did it again. Helped the Miz steal a win. A big win. And we fade out to segment 10. There's another segment after the main event. What? What's this WCW? Segment 10. Nevada Desert. We see a car in the desert. Obviously. A shovel is seen sticking out of the sand. Randy Orton stands over a hole. Sorry, Dean, but I couldn't really let you dig your own grave. 
as is custom. You've proven to be quite dangerous with a shovel. Randy, when I get out of here, I'm going to kick your ass. What are you going to do, huh? It's simple, Dean. I'm burying you. Randy Orton begins to bury Dean Ambrose alive. You son of a bitch! And he's yelling, so I'm not going to start yelling. <laughs> Shh. Just let it happen. I left a message for Renee. It's got your coordinates in it. I'm not a murderer. I'm just doing what I'm told. He points to his head, and we fade to black. Hmm. Ah! Crazy again. Alright, so, just one thing. It's tiny. That's what it, she said. It's a tiny oversight. So, Miz said to Finn, Finn, you beat me last night. They weren't on Raw. Well, I keep thinking about like the last time there was a free per listen. Sure was last night. Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping like, the viewers that are viewing their iPhone things, <laughs> listeners, hopefully hope, the Stitcher app. I'm hoping I'm hoping the listeners caught that. But now, now that I've explained it at the end, then they're reassured. I think. Yeah, I did put last night. Yeah, you did. Whatever. There's other stuff. Good episode. No notes? That was it. Fucking two Dawkins segments. I was happy. What'd you think of Randy Orton burying Randy Ambrose? It's crazy. He's out, he's out crazying the lunatic. So, so the first segment, who'd you think I had? Who'd you think you had, Seth? Nikki. I was gonna have it where like, because Cena's not there to have Finn Balor's back. Because I was gonna have Maurice attack Nikki. Um. So, like, she's ambulanced. Okay. So obviously Cena's gonna head that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be, he'd be attacking her backstage during the match. Yeah, okay. So I was gonna have him at ringside as an enforcer, mm-hmm. but I had to change the narrative. Okay. Cause I didn't have her. So I worked around it. Good job. Thanks. You gotta work with what you got. No kidding. I didn't do much with Reigns, cause I think I did enough with him. He doesn't really have to talk. If he doesn't have a match, I got nothing for him right now. Mm-hmm. It'll next next episode, more questions will be answered. I just had to reshift things. That's why it's season two. Business is about to pick up. As you see, I turned Liv Morgan heel. Yeah, that's cool. You don't you don't go into a coma and come out. The same, I don't think. Yeah, it was, uh, recently there was a story I saw some kid came out of a coma and suddenly spoke fluent Spanish. Okay. Fucking wacky. I wonder why that is. Maybe she had a, he had a nurse that he was listening to while he was in the coma. Cause we don't know what they hear in there, if anything. Yeah, I can't even begin to speculate. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't, I'm not good at writing matches, so I don't tend to write them out. Hmm. Like, I'll do a, I, I'll have the finish, and who wins. Would you like to share with the rest of the class? Um, it's a headline here, I don't think it's much of a big deal, because NXT stars do this all the time, but Asuka will be making her main roster debut at a house show at Madison Square Garden, March 12th. That's the Sunday of the birthdays. Yup. Cool. I wonder what that could mean. Could mean nothing. That's could, right. Could mean everything. She's gotta go to SmackDown, right? 
I don't know. I can't. I think if you add her to the same show as Charlotte, it's overkill. If you have Charlotte, Bailey, and Oscar on the same show, it's kind of not fair. Yeah, but you put Oscar. Well, there, uh, there are rumors that after WrestleMania, there are going to be some shifts. And they, uh, I think they actually use the word trades. So what they could do, Oscar could be the foil to Charlotte. Cause honestly, there's like, they better, alright, let me say this right now. They better book Asuka just as fucking strong as they booked her in NXT. No one's gonna book her as strong as you burying your entire Raw Women's Division. Hey, well, well, they actually book her stronger because their Asuka is for really reals undefeated. Mine has a loss. I guess that's true. I forget. Granted, like she said, it took the entire women's roster to beat her, but she lost. She's no longer the women's world champion. True that. One might say that it was her own hubris that did her in. Indeed. Because she said, uh, you, you've thrown everything at me. I said, no, I didn't. The me character, not me. I know, I get that. Thank you. I'm just explaining for the listeners. I think they get that too. Okay. <laughs> the character me. Yeah, character me. Not, not me. I've never communicated with Asuka. Uh, yeah, I never even tweeted her. I don't think she reads tweets. I know she reads. You ever want to, like, you ever see somebody with a hardcover book on a train and you just want to punch them in the face? No, uh, I just think that uh they're more hardcore than I am. I yeah. think that they should stay away from schools. That's what I think. Unless they go to school. Big Stevie Cool still reads hardcover. That's silly. Just get a tablet. It's lighter. He has a Kindle. He doesn't want to read it. By the way, by Big Stevie Cool, I don't mean Stevie Richards. We have a friend who was nicknamed Big Stevie Cool. I think that the air is gone. The sails. So I'm going to do the thing. Alright? Mm-hmm. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I try to convince you folks out there who haven't done the right thing to do (laughs) the right thing. And I'm going to do it in a friendly, approachable manner. If you'd enjoyed this program, the Basement Bookers podcast, please, you know, drop us a line on Twitter at Basement Bookers for both of us. Neither one of us can get out of their own head and putting themselves over to be bothered to do anything more than retweet (laughs) the episode that our actual cells put up. So, more importantly, at Rich the Riz for Rich the Riz, it's spelled the way it's as ridiculous as it sounds. (laughs) Uh, And then, my name is on Twitter is Basement Jer. It's very easy. It's Basement Jerk without the K. Okay, you can do that. All right, and you know, follow the bookers. Uh, check out Basement Bookers on Facebook, um, iTunes, and the, iTunes is great because they let you review. And if you review, it'd be great. You know, it'd be really great. All right, I'll raise my voice. 
really great if we can get like at least a four star rating at least i mean i think i personally feel six star right now i feel that but i can't speak for you because that's not my that's not how i roll um also i have a youtube channel uh basement chairs basement uh stitcher is another way for you to support the basement bookers podcast it's it's another way to listen to to podcasts it's another way to live life uh we're on facebook we're on facebook we're not on myspace we are actually we're not on myspace we're, we are what if somebody hacked our myspace and we don't have it anymore i should check <laughs> you should probably check <laughs> we don't have instagram i'm working on instagram probably not because it's just gonna be me I got my own Instagram. All right. Uh, that's it, I think. I got something interesting here. Oh, please interrupt me. What do you got? For the record, it is 9.40. Well, I know it's just 9.45 p.m. Friday night. It's 9.51. It is there. So it's 9.47. Your yeah. shit is wrong. If my cable box and my computer have the same time and yours doesn't, you're wrong. All right. So it's 10 to 10 or so Friday night or quarter to 10. 9.51. For whatever reason, right now, the only thing wrestling-related that is trending on Twitter is Tom Phillips. Oh, shit. What is happening here? I don't know, but I think mm. he overheard you say that nobody likes him. I'm going to click it. All right. Did they fire him? Uh, someone named Gary said Kevin Owens did try and tell us about Tom Phillips. And it's a gif of Owens calling him disgusting. We got some late-breaking news here, folks. Let me just. Tom Phillips is a trend on Twitter. I'm going on my Twitter. This is so unprofessional. Right in the middle of my go home. I'm glad I'm not editing. Someone tweeted, "Can't wait to hear some other podcast compare Tom Phillips's sexting skills to Ron's and Shibata's." Oh shit! Hashtag Chappin Chappin. This account tweets are perfect. Are only confirmed followers have access to Tom Phillips tweets. And complete profile. I can't follow him. Like, I, I need to be approved. WWE announced that Tom Phillips allegedly caught an online affair, set social media profiles to private. The most uninteresting man in the world just became interesting. <laughs> uh, that's weird, dude. I don't know. I wonder who it's with. Tom Phillips allegedly caught an online affair with Instagram user... Here's the full story on Tom Phillips. Uh, <laughs> there's a picture of him. Apparently, the girl he's talking to is someone named Missy, the tattooed girl. And he's like, stare, he's got, he sent the picture of himself. And then, it, I'm in my seat with a massive erection and a four hours flight ahead. I'm going to face fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm going to put this on our Basement Booker's Facebook page. This is amazing. This is why I don't trust people. Without my friends, I would never have known that a high-profile WWE commentator who was talking to me and wanted to get together is engaged. I had zero idea, and I couldn't be more sorry to the girl involved. You deserve better than this. Apparently, nobody is faithful anymore. Holy shit! (laughs) Oh, so funny. So wait, Tom Phillips had sex? (laughs) 
Yeah, apparently. Wow. I gotta put this on the baseball. You think you know someone? You think you do? <laughs> okay. Well, while while we get to uh, posting that on live, you're gonna hear about this in a few hours. Um, I think Baseball Jar has a closing message for us. Oh yeah, match of life schedule for one fall. Uh, make it count. Don't sext on Instagram. And do what the man says. <laughs> oh, so fucking good. <laughs> Follow the booker.